Sections 32 through 41 of Letter 22 to Eustochium by St. Jerome, translated by William Henry Fremantle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sections 32 through 41. Today you may see women cramming through their wardrobes with dresses, changing their gowns from day to day, and, for all that, unable to vanquish the moths. Now and then, one more scrupulous wears out a single dress. Yet, while she appears in rags, her boxes are full. Parchments are dyed purple, gold is melted into lettering, manuscripts are decked with jewels, while Christ lies at the door naked and dying. When they hold out a hand to the needy, they sound a trumpet. Matthew 6, 2 When they invite to a love feast, they engage a crier. I lately saw the noblest lady in Rome. I suppress her name, for I am no satirist, with a band of eunuchs before her in the Basilica of the Blessed Peter. She was giving money to the poor, a coin apiece, and this with her own hand that she might be accounted more religious. Hereupon a by no means uncommon incident occurred, an old woman, full of years and rags. The Eucharist was at first preceded, but at a later date was more usually followed by the agape, or love feast. The materials of this were contributed by the members of the congregation, all of whatever station sat down to it as equals, and the meal was concluded with psalmody and prayer. Robertson, C. H. I. Page 235. Scandals arose in connection with the practice, and it gradually fell into disuse though even at a later date allusions to it are not infrequent, ran forward to get a second coin, but when her turn came, she received not a penny, but a blow hard enough to draw blood from her guilty veins. The love of money is the root of all evil, 1 Timothy 6.10, and the apostle speaks of covetousness as being idolatry, Colossians 3.5. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33 The Lord will never allow a righteous soul to perish of hunger. I have been young, the psalmist says, and now am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. Psalm 37.25 Elijah is fed by ministering ravens. 1 Kings 17.4 and 6 the widow of Zarephath, who with her sons expected to die the same night, went without food herself, that she might feed the prophet. He who had come to be fed then turned feeder, for by a miracle he filled the empty barrel. 1 Kings 17.9-16 The Apostle Peter says, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ, Rise and walk. Acts 3 6. But now many, while they do not say it in words, by their deeds declare, Faith and pity have I none. But such as I have, silver and gold, these I will not give thee. Having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. 1 Timothy 6 8. Hear the prayer of Jacob. If God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, then shall the Lord be my God. 
Genesis 28, 20, and 21. He prayed only for things necessary, yet, twenty years afterwards, he returned to the land of Canaan, rich in substance, and richer still in children. Genesis 32, 5, and 10. Numberless are the instances in Scripture which teach men to beware of covetousness. Luke 12:15. As I have been led to touch to the subject, it shall have a treatise to itself if Christ permit, I will relate what took place not very many years ago at Nitria. A brother, more thrifty than covetous, and ignorant that the Lord had been sold for thirty pieces of silver, Matthew 26, 15, left behind him at his death a hundred pieces of money which he had earned by weaving linen. As there were about five thousand monks in the neighborhood, living in as many separate cells, a council was held as to what should be done. Some said that the coin should be distributed among the poor, others that they should be given to the church, while others were for sending them back to the relatives of the deceased. However, Macarius, Pombo, Isidore, and the rest of those called fathers, speaking by the Spirit, decided that they should be interred with their owner, with the words, Thy money perish with thee. Acts 8.20 Nor was this too harsh a decision, for so great fear has fallen upon all throughout Egypt, that it is now a crime to leave after one a single shilling. As I have mentioned the monks, and know that you like to hear about holy things, lend an ear to me for a few moments. There are in Egypt three classes of monks. First, there are the Cenobites, from Koinos Bios, a common life, called in their Gentile language, Sauces, apparently an Egyptian word, it does not occur elsewhere, or, as we should say, men living in community, in commune viventes. Secondly, there are the Anchorites, from Ankarine to withdraw, who live in the desert, each man by himself, and are so called because they have withdrawn from human society. Thirdly, there is the class called Remoboth. These were monks who lived under no settled rule, but collected in little groups of two or three, generally in some populous place. They seem to have practiced all the arts whereby reputation for sanctity may be won, while they disparaged those who led more regular lives. Cassian, Colotionis 18.7, draws an unfavorable picture of them, a very inferior and little-regarded type, peculiar to my own province, Pannonia, or possibly Syria, or at least originating there. These live together in twos and threes, but seldom in larger numbers, and are bound by no rule, but do exactly as they choose. A portion of their earnings they contribute to a common fund, out of which food is provided for all. In most cases they reside in cities and strongholds, and, as though it were their workmanship which is holy, and not their life, all that they sell is extremely dear. They often quarrel, because they are unwilling, while supplying their own food, to be subordinate to others. It is true that they compete with each other in fasting, they make what should be a private concern an occasion for a triumph. In everything they study effect. Their sleeves are loose, their boots bulge, their garb is of the coarsest. 
they are always sighing or visiting virgins, or searing at the clergy. Yet, when a holiday comes, they make themselves sick, they eat so much. Having then rid ourselves of these, as of so many plagues, let us come to that more numerous class who live together, and who are, as we have said, called Cenobites. Among these, the first principle of union is to obey superiors and to do whatever they command. They are divided into bodies of ten and of a hundred, so that each tenth man has authority over nine others, while the hundredth has ten of these officers under him. They live apart from each other in separate cells. According to their rule, no monk may visit another before the ninth hour, that is, three o'clock, except the deans, decani, leaders of ten, above mentioned, whose office is to comfort, with soothing words, those whose thoughts disquiet them. After the ninth hour they meet together to sing psalms and read the scriptures according to usage. Then, when the prayers have ended, and all have sat down, one called the Father stands up among them and begins to expound the portion of the day. While he is speaking, the silence is profound. No man ventures to look at his neighbor or to clear his throat. The speaker's praise is in the weeping of his hearers. Confer letter 52. Silent tears roll down their cheeks, but not a sob escapes from their lips. Yet when he begins to speak of Christ's kingdom and of future bliss, and of the glory which is to come, every one may be noticed saying to himself, with a gentle sigh and uplifted eyes, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. Psalm 55, 6 After this the meeting breaks up, and each company of ten goes with its father to its own table. This they take in turns to serve each for a week at a time. No noise is made over the food, no one talks while eating. Bread, pulse, and greens form their fare, and the only seasoning that they use is salt. Wine is given only to the old, who, with the children, often have a special meal prepared for them to repair the ravages of age and to save the young from premature decay. When the meal is over, they all rise together and, after singing a hymn, return to their dwellings. There each one talks till evening with his comrade thus. Have you noticed so-and-so? What grace he has, how silent he is, how soberly he walks. If anyone is weak, they comfort him, or if he is fervent in love to God, they encourage him to fresh earnestness. And because at night, besides the public prayers, each man keeps vigil in his own chamber, they go round all the cells one by one, and putting their ears to the doors, carefully ascertain what their occupants are doing. And if they find a monk slothful, they do not scold him, but, dissembling what they know, they visit him more frequently, and at first exhort rather than compel him to pray more. Each day has its allotted task, and this being given in to the dean, is by him brought to the steward. This latter, once a month, gives a scrupulous account to their common father. He also tastes the dishes when they are cooked, and, as no one is allowed to say, I am without a tunic or a cloak or a couch of rushes. He so arranges that no one need ask for or go without what he wants. In case a monk falls ill, he is moved to a more spacious chamber, and there so attentively nursed by the old men 
that he misses neither the luxury of cities nor a mother's kindness. Every Lord's Day they spend their whole time in prayer and reading. Indeed, when they have finished their tasks, these are their usual occupations. Every day they learn by heart a portion of Scripture. They keep the same fasts all the year round, but in Lent they are allowed to live more strictly. After Whitsuntide, they exchange their evening meal for a midday one, both to satisfy the tradition of the church and to avoid overloading their stomachs with a double supply of food. A similar description is given of the Essenes by Philo. See Letter 70, Section 3, Plato's Imitator, also by Josephus, Josephus, the Jewish War, 2.8, the Greek Livy, in his narrative of the Jewish captivity. As my present subject is virgins, I have said rather too much about monks. I will pass on, therefore, to the third class, called anchorites, who go from the monasteries into the deserts with nothing but bread and salt. Paul, that is, the hermit of that name, introduced this way of life. Anthony made it famous, and, to go farther back still, John the Baptist set the first example of it. The prophet Jeremiah describes one such in the words, It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. He sitteth alone and keepeth silence, because he hath borne it upon him. He giveth his cheek to him that smiteth him. He is filled full of reproach, for the Lord will not cast off forever. Lamentations 3, 27, 28, 30, and 31. The struggle of the anchorites and their life in the flesh, yet not of the flesh, I will, if you wish, explain to you at some other time. I must now return to the subject of covetousness, which I left to speak of the monks. With them, before your eyes, you will despise not only gold and silver in general, but earth itself and heaven. United to Christ, you will sing, The Lord is my portion. Lamentations 3.24 Farther, although the Apostle bids us to pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, and although to the saints their very sleep is a supplication, we ought to have fixed hours of prayer, that if we are detained by work, the time may remind us of our duty. Prayers, as everyone knows, ought to be said at the third, sixth, and ninth hours, at dawn and at evening. In Jerome's time, the seven canonical hours of prayer had not yet been finally fixed. He mentions, however, six which correspond to the latter, matins, terse, sext, non, vespers, and nocturnes. Confer letters 107, section 9, 108, section 20, and 130, section 15. No meal should be begun without prayer, and before leaving table thanks should be returned to the Creator. We should rise two or three times in the night and go over the parts of Scripture which we know by heart. When we leave the roof which shelters us, prayer should be our armor, and when we return from the street we should pray before we sit down and not give the frail body rest until the soul is fed. In every act we do, in every step we take, let our hand trace the Lord's cross. Speak against nobody, and do not slander your mother's son. Psalm 50.20 Who art thou that judgest the servant of another? To his own Lord he standeth or falleth. 
yea, he shall be made to stand, for the Lord hath power to make him stand. Romans 14.4 If you have fasted two or three days, do not think yourself better than others who do not fast. You fast and are angry, another eats and wears a smiling face. You work off your irritation and hunger and quarrels. He uses food in moderation and gives God thanks. Romans 14.6 Daily Isaiah cries, Is it such a fast that I have chosen, saith the Lord? Isaiah 58.5 And again, In the day of your fast ye shall find your own pleasure and oppress all your laborers. Behold, ye fast for strife and contention and to smite with the fist of wickedness. How fast ye unto me? Isaiah 58.3 and 4 What kind of fast can his be whose wrath is such that not only does the night go down upon it, but that even the moon's changes leave it unchanged. Look to yourself and glory in your own success and not in others' failure. Some women care for the flesh and reckon up their income and daily expenditure. Such are not fit models for you. Judas was a traitor, but the eleven apostles did not waver. Phagellus and Alexander made shipwreck, but the rest continued to run the race of faith. 1 Timothy 1.19 and 20 and 2 Timothy 1.15 Say not, so-and-so enjoys her own property. She is honored of men. Her brothers and sisters come to see her. Has she then ceased to be a virgin? In the first place, it is doubtful if she is a virgin. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh upon the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 1 Samuel 16.7 Again, she may be a virgin in body and not in spirit. According to the Apostle, a true virgin is holy both in body and in spirit. 1 Corinthians 7.34 Lastly, let her glory in her own way. Let her override Paul's opinion and live in the enjoyment of her good things. But you and I must follow better examples. Set before you the Blessed Mary, whose surpassing purity made her meet to be the mother of the Lord. When the angel Gabriel came down to her in the form of a man, and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Luke one twenty-eight. She was terror-stricken and unable to reply, for she had never been saluted by a man before. But, on learning who he was, she spoke, and one who had been afraid of a man conversed fearlessly with an angel. Now you, too, may be the Lord's mother. Take thee a great roll, and write in it with a man's pen, Maha Shalah Hashbaz, Isaiah 8.1, that is, the spoil speedeth, the prey hasteth, or, in Jerome's rendering, quickly carry away the spoils. And when you have gone to the prophetess, and have conceived in the womb, and have brought forth a son, Isaiah 8.3, Jerome should have substituted prophet, for prophetess, as it stands, the quotation is meaningless. Say, Lord, we have been with child by thy fear. We have been in pain. We have brought forth the spirit of thy salvation, which we have wrought upon the earth. Isaiah 26.18 in the Vulgate. Then shall your son reply, Behold my mother and my brethren. Matthew 12.49 
and he whose name you have so recently inscribed upon the table of your heart, and have written with a pen upon its renewed surface, Proverbs 7.3, Jeremiah 31.33, he, after he has recovered the spoil from the enemy, and has spoiled principalities and powers, nailing them to his cross, Colossians 2.14 and 15, having been miraculously conceived, grows up to manhood, and, as he becomes older, regards you no longer as his mother, but as his bride. To be as the martyrs, or as the apostles, or as Christ, involves a hard struggle, but brings with it a great reward. All such efforts are only of use when they are made within the church's pale. Confer the maxim of Cyprian, extra ecclesium nulla salus, outside the church there is no salvation. We must celebrate the Passover in the one house, Exodus 12.46. We must enter the ark with Noah, 1 Peter 3.20 and 21. We must take refuge from the fall of Jericho with the justified harlot Rahab, James 2.25. Such virgins, as there are said to be among the heretics and among the followers of the infamous Manis, founder of the widely prevalent sect of Manichaeans, which at one time numbered Augustine among its adherents. One of its leading tenets was that matter as such was essentially evil. Must be considered not virgins, but prostitutes. For if, as they allege, the devil is the author of the body, how can they honor that which is fashioned by their foe? No, it is because they know that the name virgin brings glory with it, that they go about as wolves in sheep's clothing. Matthew 7.15 As Antichrist pretends to be Christ, such virgins assume an honorable name, that they may the better cloak a discreditable life. Rejoice, my sister, rejoice, my daughter, rejoice, my virgin, for you have resolved to be, in reality, that which others insincerely feign. The things that I have here set forth will seem hard to her who loves not Christ. But one who has come to regard all the splendor of the world as offscourings, and to hold all things under the sun as vain, that he may win Christ. Philippians 3.8 One who has died with his Lord and risen again, and has crucified the flesh with all its affections and lusts. Romans 6.4, Galatians 5.24 He will boldly cry out, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? And again, I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8.35, 38, and 39. For our salvation, the Son of God is made the Son of Man. An echo of the Nicene Creed. Nine months he awaits his birth in the womb, undergoes the most revolting conditions, and comes forth covered with blood, to be swathed in rags and covered with caresses. He who shuts up the world in his fist. Confer Psalms 95, 4 and 5, Isaiah 40, 12 is contained in the narrow limits of a manger. 
I say nothing of the thirty years during which he lives in obscurity, satisfied with the poverty of his parents. Luke 2, 51 and 52. When he is scourged, he holds his peace. When he is crucified, he prays for his crucifiers. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Psalm 116, 12, 13, and 15. The only fitting return that we can make to him is to give blood for blood, and, as we are redeemed by the blood of Christ, gladly to lay down our lives for our Redeemer. What saint has ever won his crown without first contending for it? Righteous Abel is murdered. Abraham is in danger of losing his wife. And, as I must not enlarge my book unduly, seek for yourselves. You will find that all holy men have suffered adversity. Solomon alone lived in luxury, and perhaps it was for this reason that he fell. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Hebrews 12.6 Which is best? For a short time to do battle, to carry stakes for the palisades, to bear arms, to faint under heavy bucklers, that ever afterwards we may rejoice as victors, or to become slaves forever, just because we cannot endure for a single hour. Confirm Matthew 26.40 Love finds nothing hard. No task is difficult to the eager. Think of all that Jacob bore for Rachel, the wife who had been promised to him. Jacob, the scripture says, served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days before the love that he had to her. Genesis twenty nine twenty. Afterwards, he himself tells us what he had to undergo. In the day, the drought consumed me, and the frost by night. Genesis thirty one forty. So we must love Christ and always seek his embraces. Then everything difficult will seem easy. All things long we shall account short, and smitten with his arrows. Psalm 38.2 We shall say every moment, Woe is me that I have prolonged my pilgrimage. Psalm 125 in the Vulgate For the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8.18 for tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Romans 5, 3-5 When your lot seems hard to bear, read Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes saved one, Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. 2 Corinthians 11.23-27 Which of us can claim the veriest faction of the virtues here enumerated? Yet it was these which afterwards made him bold to say, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, 
which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 But we, if our food is less appetizing than usual, get solemn and fancy that we do God a favor by drinking watered wine. And if the water brought to us is a trifle too warm, we break the cup and overturn the table and scourge the servant in fault until blood comes. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Luke 11, 5-8 Still, unless you use force, you will never seize the kingdom of heaven. Unless you knock importunately, you will never receive the sacramental bread. Luke 11, 5-8 Is it not truly violence, think you, when the flesh desires to be as God and ascends to the place whence angels have fallen? Isaiah fourteen twelve and 13, to judge angels. Emerge, I pray you, for a while from your prison house, and paint before your eyes the reward of your present toil, a reward which eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. What will be the glory of that day when Mary, the mother of the Lord, shall come to meet you, accompanied by her virgin choirs? when the Red Sea passed and Pharaoh drowned with his host. Miriam, Arian's sister, her timbrel in her hand, shall chant to the answering woman, Sing ye unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Exodus fifteen twenty and 21 Then shall Thecla, a legendary virgin of Iconium, said to have been converted by Paul, Fly with joy to embrace you. Then shall your spouse himself come forward and say, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away, for lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. Canticles 2, 10 and 11. Then shall the angels say with wonder, Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun? Canticles 6, 10. The daughters shall see you and bless you, Yea, the queen shall proclaim, and the concubine shall praise you. Canticles 6.9 And after these, yet another company of chaste women will meet you. Sarah will come with the wedded, Anna the daughter of Phanuel, who with the widows. In the one band you will find your natural mother, and in the other your spiritual. In other words, Paula, for whom, see letter 118, and Marcella, for whom see letter 117. The one will rejoice in having borne, the other will exult in having taught you. Then truly will the Lord ride upon his ass. Matthew 21, 1-9, literally, she-ass. And thus enter the heavenly Jerusalem. Then the little ones, of whom in Isaiah the Savior says, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me, Isaiah 8, 18. She'll lift up palms of victory, and she'll sing with one voice, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Matthew 21, 9. Then shall the hundred and forty and four thousand hold their harps before the throne and before the elders, and shall sing the new song. And no man shall have power to learn that song, save those for whom it is appointed. They are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. 
These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Revelation 14.1-4 As often as this life's idle show tries to charm you, as often as you see in the world some vain pomp, transport yourself in mind to paradise. Essay to be now what you will be hereafter, and you will hear your spouse say, Set me as a sunshade in thine heart, and as a seal upon thine arm. Canticles 8.6 The variant is peculiar to Jerome. And then, strengthened in body as well as in mind, you too will cry aloud and say, Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. Canticles 8.7 End of sections 32-41 to 41. End of letter 22 to Eustochium by St. Jerome, translated by William Henry Fremantle.